How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm still cold as hell. <laughs> You're still cold from January. Yes. And I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> now, how am I going to fix it? <laughs> Set a fire to my apartment. <laughs> Maybe out in the balcony. <laughs> Quick fix. I love this. Mm. And I normally, anything that stinks of Alexis, I'm usually... My question was, would you trust a robot to give your grandmother her meds? Mm -hmm. And it's all about keeping old, again, keeping old people in their homes Mm -hmm. and combating loneliness and depression and keeping friends and family connected to more isolated senior citizens. So there's this company that's called Intuition Robotics, and they've been working on this for just a couple of years. It's actually an extremely young woman who's done it. Really? Yeah. Well, you should see her mother. I watched the video. Her mother looks like she's four. <laughs> so was she 18? She's, right. I don't know exactly how I would describe it. It's sort of like a white, um, maybe about a foot tall, and it's got this little rotating head on it, mm-hmm. but with a, like a face. It lights up and it glows, and it nods, mm-hmm. and it interacts, like mm-hmm. on a very minor basis, mm-hmm. but... It's really neat. And there's this one video. Mm-hmm. This woman, she's got to be well into her 90s. She was actually um, a computer pioneer in the 60s. So that was she was smart to use her as one of her test subjects. Mm-hmm. But So she's talking to it, and she's asking, Hey, Ellie, tell me a joke. Hey, what's going to be the best thing on TV? And uh-huh. then Ellie's very honest. She says, I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so this woman said her complaint was is that there wasn't a more conversational aspect okay. to it. It wasn't back and forth. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention this when I was talking about how she set up. There's also a little area set to the side for you to pop your cell phone or your iPad in. And your friends and family and other assorted loved ones can call in and talk to you okay. through Ellie. And they so go, it's an hey, easy Mom. interface to stay yeah, connected. Yeah, yeah. There's just one, this, um, this woman, she's doing her Tai Chi, and she's obviously very pissed off that her daughter's bothering her to check in on right. her. <laughs> right. Because she's doing her Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. But the robot is encouraging this woman and the family to get in touch with one another. Right. And it also said something like about how it will suggest like beneficial activities and things like that. Yeah, like, like hey, how yeah. about going for a walk? Mm-hmm. And it's time for your meds. As you know, like we've been doing this podcast for a long time and I used to always be this whole keeping old people in their home skeptic thing because I always felt like, well, it doesn't really solve the social problem of social isolation and loneliness to have a robot replacing those things. But what I didn't really take into account was how much automating just the process of basic reminders can be helpful yes. for people who have, like, especially once you start to have like memory problems or um, cognition issues, to have somebody, a bot that can reassure you about basic things. Like, is there a little script that can be, hey, everything's taken care of, your kids are going to call you, you know, after work. Or yeah. now it's time to take your medication. Like that kind of basic level reminder stuff could be very helpful in a way that actually doesn't mean that the family is not participating in higher quality stuff, but it supplements that need for the human being to be saying for the 25th time that day, yes, everything's taken care of or whatever. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like I, exactly I think that, that kind of like low level reminder redirect, uh, it's time to brush your teeth, that kind of like basic stuff that can give somebody, you know, keep them 
somewhat more autonomous, but with a little bit of support and lets the family focus on the higher level kind of interactions. From the videos that I watched, it just seemed that this particular robot was really good at motivating mm -hmm. these older citizens. Mm -hmm. And, and the they seemed happy and they seemed to like her. The thing I liked about it from a design point of view was that it wasn't, there wasn't anything really sort of patronizing about it and it wasn't like, how are we feeling today kind of thing. And it also wasn't overly anthropomorphic. It had a human-esque quality yeah. to it, but it wasn't Agreed. like, Sammy the robot, <laughs> help I'm you or whatever, you know? And yeah. I'm going to give you your pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting if they could, if the robots could notice um, decline, cognitive decline. Well, why not? Because they're starting to, to suggest that there are these online tests that you can do that will mark those things and notice those things, you know, as well as you can do in those, like, handwritten tests that you do when you go to, like, a memory clinic or something like that. Yeah, right. And, you know, Ellie, LEQ, could say, let's do a test. Mm -hmm. So you do it, and they feed it back to your family, and then maybe that way they could determine if it's time for you to go to a different kind of facility. But, I mean, all those things rely on a lot of issues of, like, trust and, like, negotiating autonomy and negotiating privacy and all that kind of stuff. But you True. can see how you know, from a societal point of view, as this huge bulge of baby boomers who are not going to go quietly into that uh, good night, good you know, <laughs> into that good nursing home, uh, you could see the effectiveness of something like this at being a little bit of a prosthetic or an assistant for, for people. Yeah, yeah. no, the one, because the one woman who was, uh, I was mentioning, who was a computer expert, she was clearly well into her 90s. Wow. And yeah, and she was on her extra cycle and she had TheraBands going and yeah. Wow, some people yeah. are amazing, eh? I know. Yeah. So I have a story that's it's very weird. In the old days where we used to complain about when we accidentally picked wool gathering stories, yeah. which is actually, this is a real wool gathering I'm story. I'm going to let you wool gather. <laughs> I'm just going to listen. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting. It was an article that was drawing a comparison between uh, events in 18th century Denmark and proto-internet trolls. So <laughs> the story, and I think it's interesting because it's a way of looking back through history to shed light on, you know, maybe the way we feel things are right now, it feels so new because things are changing so quickly, but maybe actually if we take the longer historical view, we can think of having precedence in earlier technological revolutions. So the story is about this guy whose name is um, Johann Struensi. Sad story, man. <laughs> who was this German guy who connected with King Christian VII in the mid-1700s and became kind of his advisor and, you know, almost this sort of quasi-Rasputin character and also became the lover of the king's wife, oh, and yeah. um, which became sort of common knowledge. And so this guy, although he was very authoritarian, Struensi, he had this whole idea about being like an enlightenment figure. So he did all yeah. these quote-unquote progressive things, uh, and one of the first of them was freedom of the press. So he instituted all this freedom of the press stuff. And what happened immediately after 1770, freedom of the press comes in, and there's this explosion of new periodicals and stuff, but unlike before where they were engaged in this kind of high-level discourse, people immediately <laughs> started making these extremely vulgar lampoons, which were almost always yeah. with this Struency guy as kind of the subject of this cuckolding Up your bum. awful person. And they're very like sort of pee-pee caca. There's one that's like a 
uh, lithograph or something of, um, you know, a statue to him, and there's like a dog and a person who are like pooping on a statue. It's like this. <laughs> yeah. So, what does it say about human nature? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? It like, is. It's exactly the same thing as internet trolls today. At the one level, you can say, okay, on one level, yeah, there's historical precedent. But also, I think it does sort of suggest that maybe there are these things that happen when there's a big change in media and the big change in access to media and distribution of media, Mm -hmm. that people go through this period of like being giddy and power mad or whatever, or abusing it or whatever, as part of the process of discovering this. And the other thing I thought about is we compare often the digital revolution to, you know, the Gutenberg revolution, revolution and the coming of movable type. But if you really take that seriously, then you see that this change is actually a very long kind of change, right? And the digital revolution, if you start to think of it as something that started like during the Second World War with those early computers and is just kind of this massively cresting wave of domino after domino after domino that maybe is not going to actually be kind of regulated and come to seem sort of settled into the new regime for who knows, you know, maybe another 20 years, maybe another 30 years, who knows? I wonder what it'll be like in... 24, 20. 24, 20. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking about, we're comparing the Gutenberg Press and this dude. Yeah. Oh, who had came to a terrible end. Yes. But, yeah. But it's at least the thing that it, it really struck me was how humans consistently behave the same. <laughs> yes. That's right. The technology changes. The human dog. Oh, a toy to malign somebody with. Yes. And then, did you read what happened to him? They, like, cut off his genitals. And and his hands and his head. And then he was drawn and quartered. What does that mean, drawn and quartered? Drawn and quartered means, I believe, I'm pretty sure I'm right, is is that arms are taken and your Mm -hmm. legs are taken Mm -hmm. and a horse is on each one and they pull you apart. That's smart. But you would think if your head has been chopped off, would you really care? It's probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Maybe they, they cut it off to chop after. the head off no. after. Mm. The head's rolling around. I just wanted to make a press. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Struency. Yeah, that was a good story. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember. I, I'll put the link up at the blog. It just says blogs.bl.uk, which I can't remember what the heck I was I know, reading. I couldn't find it. Yeah, I found it via Hacker News, and I'll put the link up uh, okay. on the website. Thanks. All right, we're late tonight. I know. Let's eat. I'm so starving. All right, let's do it. Bye. Bye.